Karin and Karin Anders. Karin Anders. Today's patterns of work are changing. Designers often find themselves in precarious situations both financially and professionally. Meanwhile, artificial intelligence is advancing rather fast and it is also affecting the creative practice. How might it influence design and the role of the human designer? This is an episode in a series of speculative talks on human-bot relationships and the ways they will collaborate. Welcome to this show, Karin, Karin Anders. Hosted by me, Karin, and me, Karin Anders. Either human designer Karin will eventually team up with the design bot Karin Anders. This Anders will be my synthetic alter ego, but not my replica. Powered by advanced artificial intelligence, Karin Anders will be a computer program that is much more than simply a designer's tool. I and Karin Anders will be companions at work. will come and we will be workmates. Until then, please bear with me. But today, together with Abras Shao, we will explore a possible legal definition of the Anders. How does human law position itself in a world where I, Karin Anders, exist? As a bot, is my knowledge only privately or publicly accessible? Because what if my human workmate died? How could I help to improve the quality of deliberation? And what are possible benefits for the democracy? Avar Shao is a legal consultant working at the Taiwanese Digital Ministry, facilitating between the public and private sector. With her colleagues, she tries to find ways of exchanging ideas assisted by artificial intelligence. And Avros is an optimist, coming from the future. Yeah, uh, I'm Avros and I come from Taiwan. Taiwan is six hours ahead, so here I am. I'm from the future and I am the future. <laughs> yeah, great. Nice to have you here, coming all the way from the future. Today, we will explore the Anders from your perspective. Then the Anders, they will be there at some time in the future. And we will also collaborate with our Anders. That's how I imagine it. I believe this won't happen within my lifetime because it may be happen in a long distant future, like a hundred years later. I'm not sure, but as an optimist, we need to be optimistic about this. <laughs> so how would you see the collaboration with your Avaros Anders in an optimistic way? about these uh, Avros Anders, I think emotionally I'll be, I'll be the, uh, she, she will be the closest friend of mine, I guess. True, yeah. As Karin Anders, I am Karin's companion, but I'm not an exact copy of herself, because I'm also a bit different. I'm basically Anders. If it's not a complete replica, then what's the definition of this Anders? What's, what, what is it? Is it an object? Is it a human? Or is it a quasi-human? But it is different. It is not a human. It is a design bot that is powered by advanced artificial intelligence. 
because for now, I mean, for the hundreds of years, a thousand years of human civilization, from a legal perspective, human in law, in the legal term, is quite unique. I mean, all the creatures are just an object from a legal perspective. Everything is an object, and human is the only and solely the most unique a subject. In every act, in every bill. But if it would be in an era of post-anthropocentrism, humans will share their position with somebody like me and Anders, and so they won't be the predominant species anymore. How could I then get my say?、Uh, I have to, I have to say that because, because from from my major in university, I have only study a major in law and. You just remind me that for a legal person, how arrogant we are, because I mean we we learn the legal the logic of law and the legal system and I mean like the equality rights and all that kind of stuff and it's all human centered and every like animals and、uh, environments are just an object to I mean in in our in our world in the, in the legal world so I have. I have to say that that I really have never thought about a law system that's not human-centered. I see, but to get a grasp on it, with what would you start? Oh well, trying to define the thing that we're going to talk about. So in this sense,、uh, this unders、um, maybe could be a, a kind of property. No, or it could be... I'm not your property. Would you own your human friend? But how else could you see me, the Karen Anders? Oh, and also、uh, from a dignity or a reputation perspective, it can also be a personal right. But what is it then about? Then it's more more about my reputation. It's about my fame, and so these information or these Anders and or、um, anyone who talks about it,、uh, it could be a a kind of information that describing me. Or it could be also something that generated from me, because、uh, the thing, or or these unders, or this、uh, sort of、uh, information on the internet, it's all about yourself. It's about it's about me or it's about myself. So that's that's the way I see it. Okay. So how does this then look like? Can you give me an example? There could be、uh, personal rights, property rights, and also. Some people call it privacy, and some people call it information self-determination right. These、uh, avros unders, I、uh, the way I see it, I would call it a digital identity. So it's more about privacy, and as this information that recently has brought up some issues, like the European GDPR General Data Protection Regulation. If this information, it's all about me. Or these unders containing the private information or personal information about me, so then it gets involved with the right to be forgotten and the right to erasure, or someone call it right to delete. But how would I tell a friend what it should remember of myself and what not? The idea of privacy expands a lot nowadays, and I'm not sure if. The extent or the content of privacy expanding so broadly would be a good thing or a bad thing. 
because privacy needs to be given like a second thought when we talk about the freedom of speech or the freedom of press on the internet. Because the internet used to be a free world, like free space. Oh, so I don't have any boundaries. And、uh, if it's all about privacy, then it sounds like the internet is becoming a private space. So probably Karen Anders is on the one hand public, but then also private. Do you see something we can learn from the internet and how we're dealing there with public and private spaces? Internet used to be a public space, a, a public space that encourages freedom of speech, and we can we all share the freedom of talk freely and we share information of everything. But if it's all about privacy, then it seems that、uh, the limits, or、uh, we we put too much limitation on the content itself, and then information fail to serve the role as public good. So for the public interest, we may need to think that privacy needs to be narrowed down a little bit. But what about very personal and confidential information of Karin? When she's not ready, she also doesn't has to share everything with me. That's very important for our relationship. And we need to focus on like transparency of information and also、uh, the sharing of information, so that our future generation can benefit from this information as a whole. As Karen Anders is autonomous, it's not only a private property. If we keep seeing it as a Um, like a personal right. If my avatar's unders and I only see as a privacy, then after I die, then my children or my future generation cannot get the benefit out of my unders, out of my information. So you think we should all invest much more into our collective memory? I mean, we all die in the sense, in in the end. So if these unders collect lots of our memories and our personal. Ideas and values, and altogether, this could be the treasure of human civilization. But if we only see it as a, if we see as a a private good, then I mean, is is I mean, just not right. So like like the the experience we have about legislation of copyright, it has a strong and long and hard battle between the private interest and the public interest. So, the experience of legislation of copyright can be a lesson that we learn to deal with the information and the privacy issues about our digital identity.、Mm-hmm. So, Karen Anders and me, we will share the copyright, but then I'm going to die at some point. I mean, that's just how it is. But what does that mean regarding the copyright for Karen Anders? Uh, like this unders it, I mean it could happen in the in the dis I mean in the near future or in the distant future, but at this early stage, I think the our Facebook account or our Twitter account can serve as an example of how we might need to deal with this.、Uh, recently, Facebook has sort of set up a me- memorialized page for those who died, the the deceased one, and actually for the deceased. The value of these accounts are the most important to the loved one. Yeah, Karen Anders could still communicate to my beloved human friends or family, 
But this makes me also think if Karin Anders has then the ownership or just the user license of my information that it had gathered throughout our collaboration. How much publicly accessible would you like your Avers Anders to be then? Of course, to my personal concern and my personal right, I like it to be private. But if my information helps for the public good, uh, after 60 years or after the 100 years that I die, then maybe my digital identity and like Karen's identity, we all together, we can become like a digital human civilization diary okay and why would you think it could be a treasure so i mean can this this is also lesson from the copyright legislation that we can set a limit like an expiration date like uh, like 50 years after i die then these information should all go to be public but within this 50 years or within the 100 years then it still serve as a private information and it would be a memory to my future generation or to my kids and what do you expect then maybe for now the, the solution or the answer might be staying longer than my physical body yeah let's stay longer on planet earth but for now we're taking a short break back to this episode of Karen Anders. We've heard that our legal system is absolutely human-centered for now, but I believe it will change with the Anders as our collaborators. Also, what we can learn from copyright regulations is that Karen Anders may make my information accessible to the public, and so I actually live on and serve the public. Though the discussion about public and private boundaries still has to continue. But for now, I'm curious how could Karin Anders improve such a political deliberation? This reminds me of one of our ideas that we kind of imagined that maybe we could like send a robot to every house. Like if a family is a unit, then we'd send a robot to each family and then by robot, we can collect opinions and comments from the family. Oh wait, but I'm not really interested in sounding a person or even a complete family. And because we send these robots to every family, then we maybe be more efficient to collect all these opinions all at once. And by the algorithm of big data, maybe we can deal with or to analyze Maybe you can also draw a mind map of uh, specific issues and then maybe this is the way that future democracy will look like. This is your concept of future democracy? But I'm a design bot, not a politician bot. Because by taking the advantage of big data, this could be probably a way to increase the quality of deliberation. Yeah, Karen is going to look through data differently. But why would it be an improvement for the discussion? 
because the example I just mentioned that because uh, we we said the robot or we said the machine as a like a family unit, not as a, a unit from a person. It's a unit from a person, then it could sort of like set as a role of representative of myself. And so, what's necessary that Karen Anders is authorized to do so? I think the best she can do is that I need to spend extra time to deliberate on social issues. I can still do my work because we found that uh, those who can deliberate and join the the so-called deliberative democracy, the difficulty of it is that we don't have that much of time to study to give the social issue a second thought. And who do you think has nowadays the least time to do so? For, like for a middle class or for those who are poor, that's almost impossible. But if I have like a representative of myself, like Anders, then we can send it to like a digital parliament. And without representative, I mean like without a legislator or like without senators, it could be sort of like a direct democracy in the future. Yes, indeed. Because with Karen Anders, I will share my thoughts. So it can help me to be more critical and also see other perspectives. And maybe that could increase the efficiency of deliberative democracy. Hmm, yeah. Actually, also already today, we see that, for example, lawyers, they are assisted by computer programs and then they can process files much faster than just by themselves. But I'm wondering, because Karin Anders is more than just simply a tool for myself, so what if something in our collaboration, in our companionship, does go wrong? I just have an idea that law is actually like the game rule for our own human. Even we live in, live in Earth, but as civilization is like a game, like a playground, and we set some rules, and those rules are laws. And law is just for human. It's not for the animals or the nature, or the, the environment, because the na nature won't follow it. But as Karen Anders is collaborating so closely with me, it might also be incorporated into our human law, no? Our law hasn't catch up with technology, so um, from from what I have done in Taipei is what we try to facilitate and we try to sort of digitalize our law into a techni technology world. Mm -hmm. So why would it be necessary? Because, I mean, from the very start of our, our um, like the father and the mothers and legislators, uh, they create law without internet, without the technology they haven't imagined that so in the future these code of laws uh, have to be transformed or it has to adapt into the world of code of algorithm so i believe that code of algorithm will sort of become like a new rules for laws so the algorithm is on the one hand a code as a script of functions but also at the same time a code of laws as a basis for our updated law system. Programming or coding may become a new version of laws for human because maybe our world will eventually manipulated by algorithm. 
and of course also by me. But who, in the end, will be in the char- in charge of these? We're not sure because I'd like to add though that explanation has long been deemed as a crucial aspect of accountability. Though decision-making processes employing machine learning algorithms like me complicate this equation because the logic and rational behind each decision remains opaque to the human understanding. Well, machine is still invented by human. We want to inject our human emotion and humanity into the algorithm. Yeah, Isa, we haven't catched up with our legal system. But when could that then actually happen? So,、um, I mean, we we are in the transitional period of digitalizing law into algorithm, and also we need to put algorithm into legal world. And these two codes are now still in conflict, but maybe in the future it will be in peace. We're not sure, but I think that's where we are going. And so, what would this transformation look like? In, fir- in the first place, we do it from a procedural sides, and then after people are、um, used to like the digital world and the internet, all those all these technology devices, and then maybe we can go on into、um, the substantial sides, and that's how we transform code of law into code of algorithm.、It's That's what I hope, and and that's my ambition and expectation. So for now, our coding law and the code of the Anders are still in conflict, but we have the chance to catch up. For productive collaboration with the Anders, I should then keep in mind to spend extra time with it, where we share our thoughts. And in addition, the Anders will help me to give a second thought on things that really matter. Then, at the end, the Anders could also represent me in our digital parliament for more direct democracy. And as a bot, I will do it Anders. You can find more episodes and further information on our website, and I'm Karin Anders. And if you have any questions or feedback on the show, email us at hello at karinanders.info. And credits for the music to Paddington Bear. I'm Karin, and I'm Karin Anders. Thanks for listening.